10 rules, and I call it the 10 rules of engagement in storytelling. You know, when we, when we talk about rules of engagement, normally we're talking about the military, right? Um, and for me, I, I just thought that it was, it, it, it actually told the story itself, just that, that, that name, rules of engagement. There are rules of engagement with your audience when it comes to storytelling. The storytelling KPI in that uh, you need to be able to measure the story that you are telling in your business. Uh, for you to be able to measure it, you need to know what are the KPI, what are the, uh, what are the elements that you are going to use to measure it. Uh, because of course, that is what actually makes it different from every other type of storytelling. Uh, because if you gather people together in the evening because there is nothing to do, you just happen to meet on the way and you are talking, you don't really need to have a KPI to measure that type of uh, storytelling because, okay, maybe everybody is tired, then everybody uh, go their own way, now let's go to bed and sleep. But that is not what you do in business storytelling. <laughs> well, maybe you grew up in Sicily, right? And in your area, right? there are not that many Sicilian Italian restaurants. So right there, it automatically differentiates you from the others, right? But how do we, how are we gonna know that? We're gonna have to figure it out by the story you tell us. I'm Jay Pasqua. Um, I'm a Chamorro from the island of Guam. That's the indigenous population of the Mariana Islands. Um, and Guam is the southernmost island. And from there, um, I, I started my storytelling journey as a cub reporter for a local cable news station. And at that moment in my life, I was actually only 19 years of age, straight out of high school, actually. And um, I was out doing a story for um, for a local newspaper just as a as a youth reporter. And I met a man who said that they had a an opening for an internship at the cable news station. And the first thing out of my mouth was, does it pay? <laughs> I was a young, I was a young teenager, and that was pretty much the only thing that was that was on my mind. Um, and he said it did. And uh, a couple of weeks later, I decided I would apply. And um, and that's what that's what kicked it off. And within a year or two, I was actually doing um, segments on air as a tv journalist and uh really had a real good grasp of the news business um since then and even though it was the what we call now the legacy media business um it still actually translates to today's social media news and and storytelling and so that's where um 
the origin of Jay Pasqua, the storyteller, uh, began. Um, and I actually stayed in the um, the news business for 15 years on the island of Guam in various roles. Um, from a TV reporter, I was also uh, were I also worked with the news business in in print. Um, kind of a dinosaur at this time, you know, newspapers, right? Um, they're they're going away or they're going digital. And so I was actually part of um, the newspaper there. There was a couple of newspapers at the time. Um, and I was actually, I actually was employed by, by both at one point. Um, moved into radio news and then eventually became the editor of a, of a business journal. Um, and that actually was the, the, the end of my career in print. Uh, went back to the TV business and um, wrote some things, uh, produced some things for uh, MTV Philippines for Guam. Um, had a few um, news items appear on CNN World Report at the time. Um, and I also um, had some things appear in the Associated Press. Um, Way back in 1997, there was a Korean air crash that occurred and, and many lives were lost. And I was um, a reporter who was one of the first on the scene to report on that. So a pretty tragic story. But um, I decided I would leave the, the uh, news business and and became a poet. Um, and so I have a bunch of poems and writings um, in several anthologies um, in the United States and abroad in the um, UK. And, um, and now I'm the storytelling strategist. Um, for 14 years, I've actually been in the contact center business, stepped away um, from storytelling, but now I'm I'm back full force. So that's that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> that's really incredibly beautiful. That's interesting, oh. That's really interesting. So you, yeah. of course, uh, you have been in the sector where storytelling is used often. Actually, okay, the 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 media world, no, uh, in the reporting, creating, um, uh, all the whole ingredient that makes storytelling works because now. Uh, you are in the business of uh, making news. Uh, of course, you are going to have to look for a way to be able to make sure that the people believe what you are saying. Uh, because sometimes it is not as simple as it might appear and it's not as straightforward as it might appear because you are you are tickling with the emotion of the people. You are creating a frame of reference for them. You are helping them to decide what is right and what is wrong. Uh, well, in itself, these are not very simple things to do. But of course, you have done this for a number of years, for over 15 years. And that makes you a good candidate now to be able to explain to us uh, what we have in stock today, which is brand storytelling. So let, let's get it from the basis. Now, somebody is trying to understand what that even means. How do you describe it, brand storytelling? Brand storytelling essentially is elevating the story of your business from just services and 
and products to establishing an emotional connection, a rapport with your audience, with your customers, with your client base. And so it it really becomes almost personal. And that's why a lot of people also call it uh, personal branding. And in this digital age where there's a lot of noise, right? There's a lot of information out there on the internet. Stories, your personal story, your brand is going to need that story to be able to stand out against that noise. And so it is extremely important to understand that stories for me, and I say this all the time, stories aren't, you know, storytelling isn't just fairy tales and and unicorns, you know, storytelling can actually allow you to really connect in such a way with your clients, with your customers, that your their loyalty will show through as a result of that personal connection. So that to me is is brand storytelling. Hmm. Thank you for that. Uh, and of course, uh, we are again uh, talking to you now from one who have have a good background in how to craft a story because when you are in front of the camera as a television presenter, uh, you understand all the different facets of the communication, the story and the storytelling, the telling of a story, how to craft that. So these are important for us. We don't take that for granted. So it's an opportunity to talk to you, uh, having that worth of experience. But there is something that you said there that really sort of stand out to me that I would like you to sort of expand on a little bit. You talk of rapport, how to sort of build this one-on-one relationship with the people so they can believe you, so they can, of, of course, follow you. Uh, because it's not, like you said, it's not, uh, it's not cock and bull story. There is a difference between storytelling for business and storytelling that you could maybe do in the evening. Uh, because Of course, all of us are involved in storytelling one way or the other, whether we know it or not. But when we talk of business storytelling or storytelling for branding or brand storytelling, this is a different ball game altogether. So what I'm trying to help you make us understand is um, how do we build this rapport with the people in the sense that they can really follow us and buy from us at the end of the day? Because I don't think it's just a simple thing to tell somebody, hey, come and buy from me. <laughs> Please share with us. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that is the one of the things that, that I talk about all the time. Um, uh, LinkedIn is is where I, for me, establish my rapport. That's my audience. That's where I, I talk to uh, my customer base. And on LinkedIn, what what's important is is showing that, right? How do we how do we have that conversation? And for me, what I do is I I share that information um, in in various ways in stories. And so um, to get to the point, recently I put out 10 rules and I call it the 10 rules of engagement in storytelling. 
you know, when we, when we talk about rules of engagement, normally we're talking about the military, right? Um, and for me, I, I just thought that it was it, it it actually told the story itself. Just that 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 name, rules of engagement. There are rules of engagement with your audience when it comes to storytelling. And I have I have those listed as 10 rules. And if 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 you want to, we can actually go through that. You know, one of the first things in the rules of engagement is to know your audience. And for me, I would like to appeal to the people on LinkedIn. And you know, the LinkedIn for me is business to business. It's the entrepreneurs, it's the C-suite. And so this is where I craft my stories. This is where I try to reach my audience. And so a couple of things that I do um, is I have a newsletter. Uh, the newsletter is called the narratives, the navigator's narrative, right? And so we have to we have to understand that the the narrative navigator is what it's called the narrative navigator is a way for me to help others tell their story that's why i i i'm called the storytelling strategist is to reach those who want to be able to tell their stories. And so my audience, that's the audience I, I try to reach. And so I tell these stories in, in my newsletter. So I'm actually using the, the rules of engagement every day when I try to engage my audience. So like I said, one of the first things is know the audience. Um, that's the first rule. If you want me to continue, I can. Yeah, please, and, and, please go. It is, it is important to, of course, list out as many as you want from the 12 rules. Yeah. So for me, the, the, um, the second rule is find a hook. And um, because I'm, I'm a Pacific Islander, right, um, the imagery is very real to me in my head, um, being that I'm from an island. And, you know, I'm out there, you know, as, as a young child trying to learn how to fish, right? Um, and, and so trying to reel in your audience, right? You have to, you have, to have something that is going to appeal to them. And so really your, your title, the imagery, right? And the first sentence... This is where it's truly important to try to, to reach that audience because people's attention spans today are very fickle and it's quick to change. So you have to be able to engage them almost immediately. You know, and I mentioned I was briefly... I say briefly, I was in the contact center industry for 14 years. But when you're making outbound calls, right, you only have a finite amount of time to establish that rapport. And so understanding the psyche of 
of customers in that way, that hook, that immediate attention, you know, whatever it is that we can to, to grab that attention is truly important in making sure that we, we get them engaged right from the get-go. So I think maybe we can we can talk a little bit about that um, before we go on to to the other eight rules of engagement. Um, it, what do you think? Do you think I think that because of the the digital age, right, and and how fickle the attention of your audience is, right? That scrolling, that swiping to be able to have the imagery one, to be able to have a title that's catchy, and then to be able to have the initial sentence to be able to reel them in is important. Um, you know, I, I see your newsletter out a lot of times, and I and I think you've said that in, in several different ways, but I, I, you know, I think that to me that that's where we should begin. That's where, the the actual rule of engagement starts even though knowing your audience is important this is where the meat and potatoes starts thank you so much for that uh, uh jay I, I appreciate that i really do all right now a couple of days ago we did um uh, a linkedin audio room where we uh, of course you, you know what we do you now we are in storytelling so we continuously do this what was essentially about the uh return on investment of your business storytelling so uh, one of the topics that I was uh, treated during the conversation was the storytelling KPI in that uh, you need to be able to measure the story that you are telling in your business. Uh, for you to be able to measure it, you need to know what are the KPI, what are the, uh, what are the elements that you are going to use to measure it. Uh, because, of course, that is what actually makes it different from every other type of storytelling now. Because if you gather people together in the evening because there is nothing to do, you just happen to meet on the way and you are talking, you don't really need to have a KPI to measure that type of uh, storytelling because, okay, maybe everybody is tired there. Everybody uh, go their own way. Now let's go to bed and sleep. But that is not what you do in business storytelling. <laughs> so I don't know if you can maybe spend some few seconds on, because since we are talking about brand storytelling, uh, how much emphasis should we lay on the KPI of our brand storytelling? Or what should this even mean for somebody who do not understand what brand storytelling mean? Help me with that. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is a fun one. You know, because there's a lot of different ways that, that businesses do this. Um, in, in the contact center business, right, just for that, um, that industry alone, the, it's called a feedback loop, right? How do you get that feedback loop? How do you get the, the feedback, that KPI? And for them, right, it's, it's getting a survey and, or giving the survey and getting it back, right? So surveys allow for that, that feedback. Um, and, and so for the contact center industry, right, they have a story to tell. Um, and we don't necessarily think of it in that, that sense. But the agent who is doing the work is telling story, establishing a rapport, right? And we want to be able to figure out what that, that, that is and how it's landing 
on the audience. And so the surveys help. And so that's one way, right? Surveys. If we're doing, let's say, an email campaign and we're sending out a personal brand story through an email campaign, right, we want to be able to have them engage with us. And so usually there's a call to action in that email campaign. And so what what ends up happening is, you know, email this this email address. And then from there, we look at how many emails go to that inbox, right? And so we're figuring out, oh, wow, we have, you know, out of 100,000 emails that we've sent out to everyone, we're getting back 10,000 of that, right, in this email campaign. So there's, so that's what, 10%, 10%, that's a lot. That's a lot of engagement, people actually responding to the email. So this, these are different ways that we can in, see how the, the story is getting out to the people. The other thing is, so let's say you, you, do, a, um, you, you do a LinkedIn uh, newsletter, right? There's, on LinkedIn, you'll see impressions, right? Um, impressions are okay. It just means people are visiting it and, and looking at it. What you want really is, so when you do something where you tell a story, you also want to put in there maybe a call to action so that that's where you actually get the sense of how are people engaging with what you're writing. So sometimes you want to put something in there like, you know, if you, if this resonates with you, you know, go ahead and and type out resonates, right? And then leave us a comment. Something that would show asking the audience, hey, engage with us. Tell us what you think. And so this allows us to see how that lands. So there's different ways that that businesses allow for that feedback to, to come back. Now, if you're if you're actually doing this real time, like let's say on a stage and you're having, let's say a webinar, or if you're at a hotel, at a conference, right? There's usually a, an immediate feedback loop because you're asking now, you can ask the audience in the comments, tell me what you think about what I just said. What do you? What is resonating with you in this moment? And then you'll get that that feedback, um, either in the conference or on or in a webinar. I know you said a few seconds, but I wanted to 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 kind of chime in on that because it's really important to understand whether or not your story is landing well with your audience. All right, that's great. That's great. That's great. That's very important. All right, now Jay, I'm imagining that sometime. It doesn't work because the truth is that sometimes it doesn't work. When it doesn't work, what do we do? I mean, uh, what do we, uh, when we gather the data and we understand that uh, the result is not what we get there, because of course we set out the KPI for us to be able to measure it. Now we measure it, we didn't get the result that we want. Then what happened from there? We recalibrate. <laughs> you, you look, <laughs> that's what we got to do. We got to go back to the drawing board and we have to see, you know, so maybe, maybe you put out something that, that talks about 
technology and you really get detailed and and people are kind of lost it, it's over their head they don't understand it and you're getting that feedback right you're so when you engage with them there's comments you know from the newsletter to say hey, you know this is this is not really coming through i really don't understand what you're talking about can you can you tell me what that really means um break it down for me I, you know as though i was a 10 year old so taking that feedback you want to go back and just kind of break it down where did we lose the messaging where did we lose our audience right and maybe what you want to do if you do have that type of feedback somebody left a comment ask them some questions right so how how did this not meet your your expectations where did we lose you um what are some of the things that you think we need to address do you have any questions and from there asking those little questions you should be able to figure out a way to then re recalibrate you know go back and see how you can actually you know resonate with the audience maybe maybe not get too detailed right maybe talk in generalities maybe not get too industry specific in how you speak in that story so definitely listening to the data reading that data understanding maybe the comments if you're looking at an actual feedback loop in in comments and then responding to it not only in the comments but also maybe in another follow-up story so these are the things i think could happen um after finding out it, it, it didn't it didn't resonate with your audience just go back look at the data figure out where you took that wrong turn and maybe readdressing it not only in comments but in another story so that you can then hit the audience the way you need to. All right, thank you so much for that. I believe that sure. the people that are listening to us, they are they are getting the, the pin code because actually th those are the people that we are serving in that they should be able to uh, tap into your, into your mind, uh, into the value that you are adding and then run with it. If it is good for them, then we have done something good today. Uh, that is why we are here. All right. So um, we are talking of storytelling because we believe that it is powerful. We believe that it is essential for all businesses. Now, would you like to spend some time on helping us to understand how storytelling can be used as a differentiator for businesses or entrepreneurs in general, so that you are not just a number out there, but you have a name. Somebody can really look at you in a crowd and say, this is who you are this is what you represent i want to do something with you because i know your story instead of just 10 people there 20 people there let me pick one help me with that uh, one of the things is you know in 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 the rules of engagement the reason i put these 10 rules down is so that others can tell their their stories effectively right how they can engage with the audience truly effectively and when you share just like i did there when you share your story in that way you're now 
sharing your authority, right? This is how you establish your authority by sharing your story. And, and so that sets you apart, right? You are now the authority in this industry, whatever it is, whatever industry you're in, because you've told your story. So that's, that's one way, right? To differentiate yourself. The other is your story is different than somebody else's. So automatically that differentiates you from the rest, right? You, let's say, you know, you, your, your restaurant, right? You, and, and so maybe it's an Italian restaurant um, in the United States, you know, and there are hundreds of thousands of Italian restaurants out there. What differentiates your restaurant from the others? Well, maybe you grew up in Sicily, right? And in your area, right, there are not that many Sicilian Italian restaurants. So right there, it automatically differentiates you from the others, right? But how do we, how are we going to know that? We're going to have to figure it out by the story you tell us. So that right there. The other thing is how we are endeared to an audience is through struggle, right? Everybody understands struggle. And if you say, man, it took me 10 years to open this restaurant. I had to do these things. I had to have these certifications. I had to get training. I wanted to be the best Sicilian Italian restaurant out there, right? And people are like, oh, wow. Understanding that it took you 10 years shows the resilience and and it shows how passionate you are that you want this to be the best restaurant there is on the block. So that is one of the things I think is important to understand the your origin story, right? That will endear you to the to your customers, to your to your client base. People want to know those things, right? And so I think right there, those three components would set you apart from the rest. Thank you so much for that. And that is so valuable. It's so valuable uh, and, and it's so true. Uh, uh, one day we were in an audio room and somebody was uh, not even talking. She was in a crowd of, okay, she was in the audience. Then I just mentioned her name and I said that this is what this person does. This is who she is. Of course, this is true her story, like you are saying, you know, because there is no way I can enter into your mind to know what you're doing. There is no way I can, I would have consulted the website of all the people that are in the audience. But at least if I know your story, through your story, I know where you are coming from. I know what you like. I know why you are doing what you are doing. And I think that is actually what is what a lot of businesses need to understand today, because that is what help uh, the big apples of the world to become who they are. No, because if we take away their story, they are just another shop. They are just another company. No, but their story makes sure that we don't treat them just like another company, just another cat in the neighborhood. No, 
There are different type of beasts in the forest. This is because of their story. So I think it's something that we really need to leverage. Now, having said that, uh, Jay, are there some key elements that you think uh, should be important or business storytellers should consider important in terms of uh, telling about branding or your brand story? Are there some key elements that we should put into consideration? I think one of the things <clears throat> to me that's important is to is to engage the audience and it's it's actually the seventh rule in the rules of engagement it's use emotion do not be afraid to use emotion in in your storytelling i think people fear it because they want to be able to just show everything from you know shiny bright perspective well happiness is an emotion right and and you want your brand to to emanate maybe joy right so how do you do that you you have to engage the audience in such a way where you're incorporating feelings and sentiments into that narrative so that you can reach the audience on a much more deeper, more empathetic level. This, this to me is at the core of why you're sharing your story in the first place. That again, that endearment, right? What will set you apart from, from all the rest? Establishing that that rapport with your audience. Now, have you ever met somebody, Jay, and, and maybe you talk to this individual about storytelling, and the person tells you, "Well, storytelling doesn't work for me," or "Storytelling doesn't work as absolutely." And if anybody have told you that, or you have heard something like that, what would be your response? Uh, <laughs> So if if the person is a friend of mine, I'm gonna say I'm gonna ask them, um, uh, are are you a human being? You know, <laughs> because human beings communicate with one another, right? And the the largest form of communication is storytelling. Um, uh, there was a. It's something that was sent out recently, I think it was a, a research paper um, by the University of Liverpool. And it said there, I think it was 85 out of 65 or 85% of, of a person's communications consists of two things. One, either gossip or two, storytelling. So if you're communicating with an audience, you're, you're either saying, you're either gossiping you're, or, or you're telling a story, um, as according to the University of Liverpool anyway. But I, I think that just illustrates to me that when we're talking with someone, when we're communicating with someone, we're, we're telling a story. And so you may not think how you're communicating your message with someone, with an audience, with your customers is a story, but it is. 
you're a storyteller. You, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are a business, you're a storyteller. That's the way I see it. All right, that's great. Now I have another angle to the the question, maybe differently. Um, now you have an audience because you are serving people. You are a storytelling strategist uh, sure. because you are doing this for as a business. Right. Now, uh, help me pick your brain like this. What do your audience complain to you about the use of storytelling? in business because if everybody's already doing it and doing it correctly then you don't have a business you are in a business because you are helping people to move from not knowing how to use storytelling to knowing how to use storytelling so that they can get results but if that is the case now it means uh your audience have not been able to get to where they're supposed to be yet that is why they need you which means that is an obstacle there there is a blockage there so if they were to tell you these are my challenges what are these challenges so the best way to to have a conversation with someone like that is to what what we call in 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 the contact center business right is discovery questions right and 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 having those discovery questions right is it's going to help you understand where your client has those, you know, what, what pain points they have. It's important to understand where they are. And as a person who's a consultant to them, right, as a storytelling strategist, I'm going to meet them where they are. Wherever it is that they're having that issue, I'm going to have to figure that out by asking those pointed questions, figuring out where it is, and then meeting them there, and then talking it over with them to see where we can we can then help them grow. The, the very first thing, if you are uh, on social media, right, and everybody should be, right, in this day and age, to stand out from the rest, telling your story is going to have to happen on social media one of the first things to consider is content creation. If you're going to be on social media, you have to consider content creation. This is one of the first things that, that, that businesses, right? Entrepreneurs usually have an issue with, right? Consistency, what the brand story is at all, right? They, they're still trying to figure those things out. And so content creation, what is at the core of content creation? A story. So it really starts with storytelling. And, but again, you know, the minute I, I've had this conversation with several clients in the past, if I say storytelling, what immediately comes to mind? You know, it's it's mom and dad curling up, you know, in, in your bed and telling you a story, right? Opening up that that fairy tale book and and sharing that that story of knights and and princesses. That's what conjures up in most people's minds. But if you if you really want to connect with your audience, content creation at the core of that 
is storytelling. All right, that's interesting now. If I, probably that is why it even work in that right from childhood, our brain have been wired with storytelling. And so that now when you are in the context of business, you go back to the say, oh, the trick of using story, then it will it have a place to sit in the mind of the people because they already are wired for it. Otherwise, it will never work, no? So yeah, uh, that can actually be even a good place to start. Now, looking at brand storytelling, uh, what in your view make a good brand storytelling? What are the elements to look at for to say, okay, yeah, this is a good one. This can work. Well, I, I'm, I'll go back to the, the 10 rules of engagement and what I said about, about emotion. So I think that, in you know, there's there has to be something in that story that that lays out your origin, where it starts from, right? Um, where did you get the inspiration? Showing the passion, showing the hurdles, these types of things in your story is going to resonate with an audience, right? That hook I was talking about, right? Now, the entirety of the story to me is also the hook, right? You, you have to share your story. But in that story, you know, what's in there? What is really the beginning, middle, and end of that, that story? Do I, would I connect on a human level emotionally with your brand? This is what you need to be thinking about when you're crafting that story with whoever it is that, that is helping you along in, in, that, in that journey. So definitely the, the easiest way to establish that rapport is through that emotion through finding out the, 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 the failures maybe in the beginning of, of your origin. Thank you so much for that. Emotion, uh, yeah, it's a magic that makes storytelling works. <laughs> I think so. All right, thank you so much for that, uh, Jay. I appreciate that. Now, the people that have listened to you to this moment now, they like what you're saying, they want to do business with you. Please share with them, how can they reach you? Sure, absolutely. You can reach me uh, on LinkedIn. I'm there. Um, you'll see that uh, my my profile shows that I am the storytelling strategist, um, Jay Pasqua, J-A-Y-P-A-S-C-U-A. Um, and uh, that's where I really uh, connect with my audience. Um, I also have um, every other Wednesday, the keys to unlocking your full potential. That's a LinkedIn audio event. I also have um, a Saturday, um, uh, a Saturday LinkedIn audio event called Storytime with Jay and Friends. And so there, I am really a storyteller. I'm really sharing a story of where I come from. And so you actually see me using all of those skills to put together. So that's that's one of the other things. And if you really want to understand ways to learn to 
reach your audience more effectively, I do have a newsletter on LinkedIn. It's called the Narrative Navigator, right? So I I, I send that out every week. Um, but definitely, you can find me on LinkedIn. That's where you're gonna you're, you're gonna get me. Um, but you can also reach me um, uh, on my landing page. I have a, a, a landing page, PasquaCorp.com. Um, and it'll it'll take you right to my LinkedIn profile. You can also send me an email message there. My email is jpasqua at pasquacorp.com. All right. Super, super. All right, Pasqua, we're talking about a storytelling today and how it can be a good differentiator for entrepreneurs. So what would be your final thought here to conclude the conversation? Maybe uh, something important you wanted to say I did not ask you or just a kind of... Uh, uh, a conclusion to the conversation. Please go ahead and share with us. How uh, using <laughs> using everything I just told you, uh, I'll tell you my my start on on becoming the storytelling strategist uh, and and why LinkedIn. I chose LinkedIn um, to to be where I try to reach my audience. I actually had an invitation to participate in a LinkedIn audio event. And there they were talking about resilience. And what some people don't realize is I survived a tornado. And in the aftermath of that, I tried to figure out ways to move forward from that traumatic experience. And so when people were talking, I wanted to share my story. And in that, that's where I realized I have to get back to my roots of being a storyteller so that I can help others tell their story, right? If, if people can resonate with my story of resilience by sharing my story of triumph over that traumatic experience, then maybe taking that le those lessons and my experience as a news reporter, I can help others share their story in such a way that it's gonna impact them both personally, but maybe also in their business and then help others then come to them to hear their story, right? And so that to me, um, it was important to to share with others, where's my origin story, right? So that they understand that, that I didn't just do this because, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to, you know, um, uh, I, I'm just totally in it for the money. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. You know, yeah, world economies exist on this, right? We haven't moved away from from money as as a form of of economy. But 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 what I'm saying though is to have a true impact on the world, I'm leaning into my purpose as a storyteller. And it really started where I I shared my story of resilience with others. And understanding that, I think, really helped me realize that purpose. So, thank you so much for that. That's another great power there, resilience. Because it's not going to be easy uh, if you are a storyteller now. You know that, uh, yes, yeah, sometimes uh, you are going to go off key, 
sometimes you don't want to go to create your content. You, you also use another important uh, term there because it's about content. Because storytelling doesn't exist in a vacuum. People need to read your story. People need to listen to you. People need to watch you. All these are different form of content. Because you say you are a storytelling strategy, you tell a story, uh, but you essentially say you create content because that is uh, through which the people are going. Even if you were to be speaking on stage, it's still content anyway. <laughs> yeah, so uh, when people say this is a content economy, really it is true that this is a content economy. <laughs> All right, Absolutely. brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It'll be a pleasure here listening to you. Well, it was actually a pleasure to be invited and to share my thoughts with you. And, and hopefully I provided some value for the audience. Absolutely. I, I, can, I can attest to that. So, so thank you. I do have a wonderful time.